Welcome to the Simple Visit Podcast, where we're highlighting innovations and applications for direct-to-patient telemedicine. Today, we're joined by Simple Visit's Head of Research and Content Manager, Allie Clark. Allie is responsible for the building of Simple Visit's resource library and educating our audience in matters of telemedicine reimbursement and policy. Welcome, Allie. Thanks, Rob. Hi. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about an article that you have written. So, um, in fact, it's it's a series that you pieced together over the past several weeks that has uh, been near and dear to your heart. And the topic of which is rethinking or reinventing, I should say, mental health care. Uh, and this is something that as you were writing, not only were you inspired yourself, um, but wanted to make sure that you were communicating to uh, a particular audience um, why this was so important. And so I want to start off with a statement you make from the very beginning. You start off this article by saying, we are here calling for a revolution. What do you mean by a revolution? Yeah, so, you know, within this article, I go over a lot of different statistics of where the state of mental health care is right now in America. And it's, it's sad. It's scary. And it's impacting. And it really makes you want to make to make a difference and do something. And I guess that's what I mean the most by a revolution that we who have anything to do with the healthcare industry at all, um, and even those who don't, that it's all of our responsibility as a global community to make each other better. And in telemedicine, in healthcare, there needs to be something done differently. What we've been doing just isn't working. So the revolution is uh, calling for a change in how we're approaching healthcare, specifically mental health. Um, you already mentioned there's a there's a great need uh, in the article. You you highlight certain statistics that, in my opinion, are are heartbreaking. You, know, you mind for our listeners just sharing one or two of those that come to mind? Yeah, um, one of the biggest ones is that there is it has been an average of 129 suicides per day. In America in 2017 um, was when that statistic was taken. Um, a lot of the statistics were taken from a 2017 national survey on drug use and health. And in that, there's 20.4 million people that year with a major depressive episode, plus another 29.4 million with another kind of mental illness um, and, and substance use disorders that go along with it. Um, 1.4% of all adolescents and 3.4% of adults. I mean, it's just, it's astonishing and it, it's, it's so sad. So in your research, you were identifying ways that we could improve or address these needs. These are very real situations, real stories, probably stories that our listeners are very familiar with, maybe even in their own circles or families. This is wide reaching across our country, across our society. Um, So what is the solution? What is the solution more innovation? Uh, Does it come from a particular place? Who's the best? Where's the best place to find the answer to address this need? Um, I really think that the best place to find that answer is within that original desire that anybody entering the healthcare industry had to start with, which is 
we want to help people no matter what it takes. We want to help people get better no matter what it takes. And that means letting go sometimes of what we've been doing and the way that it's always done and the comfort zones that we all have in, in our respective fields and breaking out and finding this different way. And, and with this article, I'm, I'm hoping to kind of spark that fire in healthcare practitioners to try something different, to pursue innovation in technology, in healthcare delivery, um, to dare to be a different type of doctor owner, a different type of business owner, a different type of physician or provider, um, to come at how you deliver care, how you meet your patient's needs in a way that is maybe new, maybe a little scary, but with the statistics in telehealth and telemedicine um, and with these alternative care deliveries types um, has been proven to just be skyrocketing in the field of um, efficiency. I tell you, um, you just saying that now, it's not something we necessarily dive into in the material, but what I'm hearing you to say is there's this call for this is call back to this almost restorationist like why did you get into the medical field it's it it's to help people to help bring healing to bring to bring hope and yet perhaps maybe the healthcare system and and the economy around the healthcare system uh maybe dissuade some people from uh actually working in their passion in that way. And so while you're asking them to have this restoration mindset, you're also asking them to have an innovative mindset to say, Hey, we need to be thinking about this differently, applying what we want to do differently than the way we've done it before. And I love the phrase you do put in there. It's, it's, it's a call for creative care. So we want to care, uh, but we got, we got to be creative about it. And creative, I think you identify in there is, is the idea of, of thinking outside the box for a solution so that so we're not going to do it the way we've always done it because we want a different result uh we can't do it uh, the way we've always done it um and so the change has to come from within us is what i'm hearing you to say you mind uh telling us a little more about maybe uh the that first step that maybe our listeners need to need to consider in order to be a part of the solution yeah, definitely. Um, I think that that the first step really is within, I mean, we're talking about mental health care, but it's within your mindset as a provider. Um, we have in tradition, in history, and in, in times past is, is how we think about being a doctor and owning a business is that there's very set rules, very set roles and hats that we wear. You know, we have some duties that have to do with owning the business and some duties that have to be with a a provider or a physician or a doctor and some duties that have to do with being the employer and running a staff and this within this article I I'm positing that those roles need to be combined and turned into something that is a completely new we use the term um, doctorpreneur is the changing it from this doctor owner perspective to a doctorpreneur it's doing something you know differently an entrepreneur is you know a a person who identifies a need and starts a business to fill that void. Um, and it does take both initiative and, and risk. And so we are part of this call, part of this revolution, part of this, this spark that we're trying to light requires a, a risk mindset um, along with that innovation. And so what 
what you've done in these articles is not only have this call for creative care, but you map out the solution you met or, or, or the steps, the game plan that somebody who is wanting to answer this call to creative care can take. As you already stated, it starts with the, that mindset. You know, what can you do differently? Um, and, and are you the person to to branch out or take that step to become uh, what you call a doctorpreneur? Um, you know, being being innovative with your approach to care. But it doesn't stop there. I mean, you could have the want to or the unction uh, to do it, but uh, unless you put the pedal to the metal or your feet to the ground, whatever the phrase may be, um, it's just an aspiration. And so um, I want you to kind of speak to what are those next steps that need to happen uh, in order for them to see this become a reality? Yeah, I mean, finding, you know, I talk about finding the drive, um, finding your reason as to why you're going to take that step, because anything, any leap, any major change um, takes it a strong desire, a strong want, a, st- a strong impetus. Um, but after that, you definitely need to have a plan. You definitely need to have um, a, I like the word that you use, that game plan. Um, you know, with that, there are concrete steps you can do. You research, um, you research what everybody else is doing, what you want to do. Um, we, we go over four different questions that we provide just to kind of give you an idea of how you can start thinking about your research and start approaching this process. And and they include, um, you know, who are your patients that you're trying to reach? You know, what other services can you offer? What's, but more importantly, it's what's your identity as a provider? So we were, you're, you're admitting, hey, if you're taking this step um, to to be this doctorpreneur, there is a risk involved, uh, obviously, right? Um, anytime you're, you're entering that new venture, there's going to be this risk, the unknown. You have no idea if you're going to be successful in doing it. But the steps that you lay out helps to mitigate the risk to make sure that, that the person who's listening to this that may be even be considering starting their own uh, th- th- uh, virtual therapy practice. You know, the, the, they, they may have ideas on uh, reaching a particular, particular subset of the population. It could be pregnant women or, or postpartum, you know, depression, things like that. Um, you know, there's, there's things that they can do to mitigate the risk to make sure they're successful. Step one, you say, is to research, to make sure you know your audience, you know the industry, you know the field, uh, and, and, and know where, what, what the possibilities are uh, to do what you want to do. Yeah, and, and not only that, but know yourself. I know, you know, one of the quotes that we use in that is that your business is going to have your DNA. So who you are as a provider is going to inform your business choices just as much as who your patients are. Um, The next step would then be to make a plan. And we talk about plan and business a lot as drafting a business plan. Um, But it's not just that. It's planning what you want it to look like in 25 years. It's planning um, what you what you want to do um, as far as making an impact as, as a whole. Um, we use a, in the article, draw on a couple of great resources and great interviews and articles um, from Startup Health, which is a, a wonderful organization that is basically an engine for innovators within healthcare to get these startup companies um, going and give them the, the wheels and the tools and the forward momentum to make these drastic changes that need to be made across healthcare in general. So we, we reference a few of those articles um, from some of their top experts, um, CEOs and chairmen, um, and, and their advice as well um, for starting that, that next venture. 
So we change our mindset. We, we, we do the research. We make a plan. Um, and then uh, things like this take money. You know, there's there's funding that needs to happen. Uh, and so uh, some of our listeners may be in the capacity to uh, self-fund, to bootstrap or, or to go lean on there. Or, or there may be folks who need to find funding from elsewhere. Uh, you highlight some ideas on where that could happen. You mind expounding on that for, for these folks? Yeah, definitely. You know, and and the part of it though is part of this idea in general, part of the 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 concept that we're putting forward in this article of doing a virtual practice first, in and of itself leads lends itself to the, that funding, um, to the funding source. Is that the idea is that you can start your new practice virtually only and use those that revenue to create the office, to create the practice of your dreams that you always wanted by doing it kind of backwards. Instead of adding telemedicine to a practice that's already started, um, starting your practice with telemedicine and creating a, a business out of that. Yeah, there's a story you mentioned at the end with uh, Paul, one of the simple visit uh, clients and and I know that story. I know Paul very well, and I can tell you that he was very successful in launching a virtual practice from his home. Um, and he's a nurse practitioner, was working for somebody else, and had this desire to to go out on his own. And he was able to use Simple Visit as his virtual practice and use our our, our telemedicine receptionist service to connect him to patient sites all over the state. And um, he was able to retain contracts where, uh, with, with organizations that were providing him patients. He's able to do direct to home and has been, he's not the only one, but was very successful to now grow his business and hire other people um, as he follows his dream to you know, innovative care. I think that's one of the great things about this virtual practice um, idea is that there's so many applications as far as what someone's inspiration for starting mental health care is in the beginning. You know, if there is a particular subset, subset of people that you would like to reach, but you're not geographically located, you can do that. You can reach, you know, Paul works with a lot of rural area um, patients and he, as well as the direct to patient, direct to home. Um, and I think that whatever your drive is, whatever your desire, whatever the, the people that you really have that, that burden for, um, is it's so much easier to do it when you think of it in, in terms of a virtual practice. Um, there are quite a few other funding um, sources that we mentioned in the article as well, um, including loans and retainer contracts, um, grants, and, and entrepreneurship, which is you know using where you already are at and kind of branching, branching out from there, kind of again going backwards thinking of things outside of the box outside of that that normal linear direction of practice that we've always always seen in the past very good so i encourage the listeners to go ahead and and read these articles you can find that on the website simplevisit.com resources as we're coming to a close here i want you to kind of give them this last bit of information about taking that step, blazing your own trail is the way that you put it in, in the resource here. Um, what is, what is this that they, they need to know in order to be successful once they take, start taking those steps? I think the concept of, um, of this whole article is not only looking at healthcare differently, but looking at yourself as a practitioner differently, looking at yourself as a startup 
doctorpreneur who is a trailblazer in the industry, you know, a- allowing yourself to dream about who you could be for your patients and for this world and how you can contribute in a really meaningful and, and an exciting way. Um, and But part of that is that you, one of the things I also say in, in it is don't forget your tool, your tool belt. You know, there are people, there are organizations out there um, that can help. There are our particular principles that to remember things that entrepreneurs and startups and, and, and pioneers and innovators um, follow, you know, just doing it and learning as you go, um, you know, that, that failures lead to successes, um, that, you know, that you make choices for your business. It's based on, on you know, what you need, not on the way things that people have always done it and, and you know, using what you already have. You know, Simple Visit is such an innovative um, solution for telemedicine because we are using the things that everybody already has. We're, u- we're using, you know, phones and tablets and applications that everybody knows and uses and likes. There's no new technology or new downloading or, or websites to navigate. Um, and it's a face-to-face interaction. And, and finding something like that that works for your company that doesn't require a whole bunch of extra add-on takes the stress out um, and and whole bunch of steps out um, so that you can really focus on the business of care. You can focus on really delivering that care that you wanted to do in the first place, getting back to, to that, that passion. And so certainly Simple Visit can be a resource for you. Uh, if you're not familiar with our, our service, we are a telemedicine receptionist service. We want to help you be successful by managing your telemedicine program. You don't have to worry about tech, technical support. You don't have to worry about uh, interacting with the patient or getting them set up. Uh, you get a call over a common video platform, FaceTime, Skype, Google Hangouts, with your patient on the other end, regardless of the video platform they're using. Simple Visit is able to bridge those in together. In addition to that, it's not just about our service. Simple Visit is, is driven we, we are fulfilled when we can help people become successful in adding telemedicine. We want them uh, to have a confidence to know that they can do this. Uh, we want our listeners here to know that if you're thinking about doing uh, a, a mental health practice in whatever creative way that you can imagine, that Simple Visit is here to help give you that confidence to do it. If it's not something that we can provide, we have tons of partners, telemedicine consultants. We have resources that you can utilize to help you be successful. And uh, you'll see what Ali had listed for you there at the end of the article. Uh, and so as we come to a close, I just want to give Ali just one more opportunity to um, – to address the listeners and and see if there's any final thoughts as we are are part of ways. I think everybody in this country has been touched in some way by the mental health crisis that our country finds itself in, um, whether it's yourself and your own history, whether it's loved ones or family um, or, or or business associates. It it really is everywhere and. One of the things in the beginning of the article that I talk about is not just about um, the opioid crisis, but it's also about just the general mind-body connect, um, about how you're so much more likely to, you know, have major illnesses and 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 have your mortality rate is is really increased by your 
your mental health, about your stress and your positive affect is one of the, the statistics that we use. Happiness, joy, contentment. Um, and the more you have that, the less likely you have of coronary artery disease. Um, the the more people that are have self-rated distress are 32% more likely to die from cancer. I mean, this this affects us in so many ways. It's not just a statistic. It's not just headlines in the news. It's all of us. We are all we all struggle every day with with stress and depression and anxiety. Um, but there is hope, and in mental health and in in healthcare in general, we are responsible for doing what we can to promote that hope, to contribute to that hope, to create that hope for everybody around us, for our, our friends, our loved ones, ourselves, to create the world that we want to see and that we want to raise our children in. And I really truly believe that telehealth, that technological innovation and using the technology that we use in our everyday life is a vital piece to being able to improve this world and our lives for generations to come. Thank you so much, Allie, for um, sharing today and then for what you contributed to this article. Um, our hope is that the listeners will be inspired to, to take action. We want them to know that you can do this and we can help. That's what we're here for. We want you to be successful in launching your telemedicine service, and we'll do what we can to be a part of that. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, this is the first of many, we hope, um, of a Simple Visit podcast. We want to continue to highlight innovations and applications for direct-to-patient telemedicine. Uh, appreciate you joining. If you're interested in learning more about Simple Visit, you can go to simplevisit.com. You could schedule a demo, have a conversation with me or Allie, and we'll be more than happy to help get you started on your telemedicine journey.